to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we are coming to you with a little bit of a mini-series where we are going over the uh, Kingdom Legacy Parenting for Eternity sermon series that Brett is doing right now for the next four weeks. Um, So we'll have Ferris on, who I'll introduce here in a moment, and we're going to just share her perspective on things as as the mom and and the primary caregiver at home during the day. Um, So we will uh, jump right into it. So Ferris, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you you (laughs) making some time to... Sit in my tiny little closet. I feel like I'm on NPR and I have an NPR voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know those like 50s like yeah. radio yeah. voices. Exactly. Um, so just a quick overview. If you guys didn't listen to or watch or were in person on the sermon, I strongly encourage you to do that. Um, the family unit, whether you've got kids, your kids are grown, or you're not in that stage of life yet, this is all really p- practical stuff. But he talked about three main things about creating a space for spiritual thriving, honoring his honoring God's word, passing it on to your families, and then sharing your testimony, sharing about, uh, he used the example of Moses and enslavement to sin and the the freedom that Christ has brought to your life as a parent or as a person investing in children. So I'm going to let you take it away, Ferris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, that was very good yesterday. And um, I guess uh, um, I would need to, thinking back on what he was sharing yesterday about, uh, you know, God began the whole creation process. Um, he created that garden uh, just for his people, uh, originally Adam and Eve, and, um, you know, gave them everything they needed, and it was perfect and beautiful and lovely. <laughs> and he just set boundaries, and um, and those boundaries were not intended to be, no, you can't do something. They were intended to be, yes, you can do all of this that's within these boundaries. And boundaries were there to protect. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, the voice comes in saying, no, this isn't true. There's much more that you could be enjoying. And um, so they chose to transgress those boundaries. And as a result, obviously, um, sin entered and messed things up. And so then now there's a need for a new trajectory. And for the rest of the Old and New Testament, it's the story of God creating new trajectories, you know, over and over and over, and how relentless He is about that, and how willing He is to do that and not just give up on us. And, um, you know, what a great um, reflection that is on love, mm-hmm. that um, he, will, he will continue to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at the way it started and how redemptive narrative narrative history has unfolded before us, it really does reveal his goodness and yes. his divine create, you yes. know, created order mm-hmm. and his covenant faithfulness to us. Covenant. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So good. <laughs> covenant over and over. You mm-hmm. know, he he continues to to make those covenants with us that are redeeming mm-hmm. and hopeful. And um, so just to give you a little bit about uh, my story, just to take a second, because it, it makes a difference in this covenant philosophy that we've got going here or, or uh, narrative. Um, so Brett grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a very moral home. Um. And I'm the youngest of four, and Brett is the youngest of four. Mm. And just to carry that out a little bit, Ashley and Kirk are both oldest, Grant and Kara are both middle, and Kara and Faith are both youngest. 
So there's some cosmic thing going on there. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so in my experience growing up, I had this older brother who was nine years older than me. And um, I did not know it, but he was giving my parents fits. Mm. And um, the narrative that went on for all those years, what what I would hear repeated is um, don't say that in front of Ferris. Mm. I was the youngest and they were being protective of me. Um, And over time, I realized um, I didn't have a clue what was going on, but I knew that there was things were messed up, Mm -hmm. you know. And you're in the the mix of it somewhere. Oh, because, yeah. Well, and here is, and actually, as I get older, I see this more and more. So my older sister is two years younger than that brother, and she's a pretty smart girl, and uh, she's growing up in that shadow, mm-hmm. and did very well. But still, that's a it was a it was a hard shadow. I didn't realize how how hard you know. Obviously, I was seven years younger than her, and then my other brother, um, who was closest to me in age. I look back now and I realize um, he was always uh, protecting my parents. Mm. And so a refrain I would hear often from them was how spoiled I was. Mm. And I look back on it now, and it all makes sense because I was being protected. I didn't understand. I was resenting it. Yeah. And I looked like I didn't appreciate. And, um, you know, I wasn't the most respectful to my parents. That <laughs> So you can see this starts. What happened is it created a toxic environment yeah. for, my, for, for my siblings and I. Mm-hmm. Um, where Brett grew up in this family that was very, he was the youngest of four, and they were very loving and warm, and um, he just grew up in a a very encouraging environment that way. And, uh, you know, I look back on it and realize my parents were overwhelmed. You know, they were dealing with some deep stuff, some serious stuff. Um, But I somewhere had to figure out how to make sense of that. And Mm -hmm. um, so where Brett made a commitment to Christ at four, I didn't make one until I was 17, and he made one based on, you know, really just a fear of hell, and which is uh, a <laughs> common reason and a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have agreed that uh, I have a sin problem and that Jesus was the uh, answer to that. But at 17, I was presented with the opportunity to enter into a personal relationship with Christ. And the way that was presented to me, I realized it was a reset. Mm. It was a trajectory reset, mm-hmm. and that God was offering me um, if, for lack of a better term, a way out, and that I could go into this whole new world relationship yeah. with him. And um, so I did that. And um, and then, of course, <laughs> that's not the end of the story. Then you're beginning your redemptive process. So um, Brett and I both went, I, I went to Auburn and graduated from there, and then I went on staff with Campus Crusade. And Alabama for a couple of years, and then I went to the University of Maryland, and while I was there, Brett was at Washington State, and we met at our training in Colorado, and uh, we met, uh, dated one summer. He came out in, at Thanksgiving. Uh, I went out at Christmas. He mm. came out in March. We got engaged. We were married in May, and we were expecting in August, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had moved all the way across country, I'd left all my family and friends and everything familiar. Mm-hmm. He was basically in his backyard. We lived in Pullman for a year, but then we moved to Eugene, and now I've lived here for 38 years. Um, so we both had parents with committed relationships. We, uh, were, we were both raised with a lot of security. Um, his was built on a solid biblical foundation, and mine was strong morally. I said that. Um, but still— we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. And I, at some point, Brett and I both had to deal with 
the things that he brought into the marriage that were weaknesses and the things that I brought in that were weaknesses. And um, we recognized the strengths. I was very thankful that he was raised in that home, that Christian home he was raised in. Um, but he had a tendency to think that that relationship was the dominant one because they were Christians. Yeah. And um, there came a point where we had to to deal with some issues that came with that. And so he was talking yesterday <laughs> about how a conversation would come up at the dinner table with the kids. And uh, in, in this case, he said the Soviet Union, and I would run over and get the encyclopedia and bring it over mm-hmm. and we'd read about it. Well, the truth is, if you ask the kids, they would tell you I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> um, I I do love trivia. Yeah. And I am interested in all those things. Um but I would say that's a family trait. I, I would say that I was raised with that, and mm. uh, we just we loved our trivia and we loved our facts, and and I was a know-it-all. Yeah, and it bugged the kids, and I don't blame them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, we can sometimes step on toes of that. Every right, once right, while. right, right, right. <laughs> um, I would say that what Brett brought in um, that was a, a tended to be a family a family trait was a stridency when they would get on a soapbox. When, mm-hmm. when they felt really strongly about something, it came with a stridency to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see sometimes, you know, the kids back off from that. You know, that it's one thing to, to have a strong opinion and to be able to support it biblically or however, you know, whatever the opinion might be related to. Sure. It's another thing to just leave, uh, to to not leave room for, for discussion. Uh, so I think in a lot of ways, Brett and I were the same, uh, two sides of the same coin. Uh, and we, we weren't leaving enough room, you gotcha. know, sometimes for the kids. So. Those things needed to be reset. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember a conversation with uh, the kids. I did not allow, we were not going to have sibling rivalry because yeah. of my experience. And um, so that that was a very short leash. They did not get much rope to, to go on on that. And I, I included with that was I didn't tolerate a lot of bad attitudes. Um, Brett and I had different things that we tolerated less than others. Um but I remember when they got into middle school and they said, Mom, you have bad attitudes. And um, <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I was raised uh, in a home where they tolerated my bad attitudes. Mm, yeah. And you are not. Yeah. And the funniest thing, I remember them, they know my mother and how sweet she is and all that. But they, I remember them going literally like, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. We get it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, you know. Um, being honest about those things goes a long way, mm-hmm. and it, it's easier for them to forgive when they can see, okay, you have our best interest at heart, even though sometimes this really does annoy us, you know, the, yeah. the way you go about that. Well, and Brett, you know, went through uh, Jacob and Esau and right. preached about favoritism. Right. And so what was the process for you in identifying that and then you and Brett navigating it from, hey, this didn't work for me. Right. How do we get this out of our family for our kids? Yeah. And um, so we did find out, you know, this kind of crept in. Um, we had, uh, it involved both kids being in high school and there being one car. And um, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, you know, just set some little boundaries and rules around that. And it was crimping one of their styles more than the other. And there was some resentment that came in there. And um, it came out one day. And, you know, we had no idea. Mm. We had no idea. So that shows that even parents who are engaged and, and alert and thinking and wanting to you know, we, you still don't have any idea. But we did. We, we had the night. Um, we talked that out. And I remember that being uh, one of the healthier 
things that ever happened, that uh, there had been some seriously hurt feelings mm. over all of that. And I felt foolish for not being aware. And um, after all of that, uh, those two became very, very close. And they'd actually had some some rifts in there over all that. So um, we didn't tolerate it, though. There was something that had happened, and I would say that's where it begins. Is it's a It becomes a question of, what they believe will be tolerated. And um, the way this came to a head, uh, there was enough drama involved that we said, okay, everybody sit down. We are talking this out and we're getting to the bottom of it and it stops here. And it did. Wow. I really appreciate you sharing, especially the humility that's a piece of that. But Mm. I think maybe we don't think about as parents. We think we got to have it all together. We got to have it all figured out. Mm. And your insight about even an alert parent you're still going to get hit with stuff. Absolutely. It's going to come get you. Absolutely. So were these meetings like a a frequent part or was it like when it all came to a head? So it didn't happen that often, but um, in this case, it was a, yeah, everybody sit down. Shut it down. We're doing this right now. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, it was, it was a good thing and it was a hard thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, Wow. So um, were there other differences that you brought into your marriages that were significant, or was this kind of the, the biggest one? Um, so there came a point, uh, it was about 10 years into our marriage, where um, because I, I think I had really bought into as well that because he was brought up in a Christian home, that therefore that would be the dominant influence. Mm-hmm. And um, there came a point where... Um, um, they were getting reaching ages where there needed to be um, I, the way I felt about some things were different than the way he would have been raised. For instance, we I, I was raised with more freedom. I use an example in that little booklet mm-hmm. that, um, uh, and this goes back to when Ashley was young. But I wanted her to take ballet, and Brett was opposed. Mm-hmm. And um, um. He said, I feel like that's creating an environment where they just kind of become self-centered. Mm. And I said, well, yeah, about as much as football and baseball. <laughs> and he was like, it got me. Yeah. And um, so there were things, those kind of things came up from time to time. Um, dances, um, you know. Um, but you know what? Brett was really flexible on that. If you get, if, if he, he was so reasonable. He mm-hmm. was very reasonable. He he might have held a strong feeling about it, but if you talked it through and he heard your reasoning, he was very reasonable about that, and he let that stuff go. And, yeah, yeah. You check your ego at the door, right? Yeah, <laughs> can't come in the room. You know, here, here's the funny thing, Chris. Brett and I didn't have, and we came from such different backgrounds. But when we got together, we had issues in a lot of other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably didn't we didn't approach money especially the same, mm-hmm. and um, it probably he probably had a good, good bit more fear about it than I did. Um, but when it came to raising kids, it was the funniest thing. We, and the neatest thing, um, we got to the same place from totally different beginnings. Yeah. And when we came together, that was an area that we dovetailed on. There just weren't a lot of times where there was, um, a big disagreement. There were times when we didn't meet up, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but we got there, you know. Was that done through like an explicit lining up of goals or was it? God's providence. God's providence. Yeah. It really was. It really was. God's grace. So many, many times. I, mean, I look at it and I go, I do think it matters that we were committed at the outset to be uh, 
to allow him to reset those trajectories. Mm-hmm. We both were. And if you're not, if you're just set on, like, for instance, if he came in and said, nope, we're doing it the way my family did it and we're never changing. Yeah. Boy, there had been issues. And those issues would have carried over to the kids. Yeah. And if I came in, likewise, and said, uh, my way or the highway, um, major issues, you know, and that kind of thing didn't happen that much. So having that foundation and like singular purpose of we're going to honor God, we want to do what's best for our kids in relation to that. Rachel and I had um, a philosophy when we were dating, when we were 15 years old, ages ago, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, where we would never say, it's just the way I am. Right. You get over it. Right. You're going to have to get on the Chris train or the Rachel train over this. And so it sounds like you guys had a very similar focus. Right. We do do realize that there are things in both of us that are hardwired, but that doesn't mean that we therefore accept that. You yeah. know, in other words, that we still have to be willing to um, uh, pre- submit those to God and say, I, "This is, you know, I, um, it's yours." Yeah, because I really am hardwired this way. Yeah. Um, and I would uh, ultimately, I would say this: um, it was the, you know, the the verse about building your house on a rock, mm-hmm. and. Um, if it's not, the evidence will come. Be, it will become apparent very soon. Mm-hmm. You know that there's there's too many things that are going to shake that foundation. And um, I, because we both were firmly rooted, um, I, and <laughs> I'm not saying right now I've never had a knockdown drag out. We uh, I shouldn't use that term because he would never be physical, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we we've locked ourselves in the room and really had to, you know, yeah, get down to it. But um, but ultimately, we could get back to our basis, mm-hmm. and that was always God's grace foundation. We're both dirty, rotten sinners. We always made that clear to the kids. Look, we are dirty, rotten sinners. We need a savior every day. Yeah, and that made sense to them, you know, and it, get, it, it caused them to give us more grace, mm. you know, and yeah. I. <laughs> One other example, um, good one probably to wrap it up. But sure. um, um, uh, actually, Ashley, when she was in, uh, oh, she, yeah, she was in high school, and I, she's just the sweetest thing, and I just felt like she was being taken advantage of by her friends, mm. and uh, that bothered me, and I had a pretty strong feeling about that Mama even bear. about myself even when i was in high school and mm-hmm. they would the whole family now would say yeah mom you totally projected onto ashley <laughs> and i did but uh, i was i was pretty frustrated and i was telling her some things that i felt like needed to transpire that needed to change that she needed to do and i'll never forget this and um, she just quietly said mom i think you tell me to do things god doesn't want me to do uh oh. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> but I was you. so proud. I was yeah. so proud, and I thought evidence, you know, of God's grace that um, these kids can learn and take and and have their own relationship with God and grow in spite mm-hmm. of my sin nature. Yeah. So what an encouraging message, even in in light of the best attempts we have. Right. God's grace is. Bigger and better, and um, and it's the bottom line. Yeah. I don't care. You know, uh, we may have done some things what you would call in quotes, quotes right, mm-hmm. but we didn't do everything right. Yeah, and it was God's grace. Yep. You know, awesome. Yeah, what a good thing to 
to seal in our minds as we encounter children, you know, encounter our spouse, just the humility that's necessary, keeping our eyes fixed on Christ, being willing to be flexible, mm-hmm. and acknowledging what history are we bringing into this right. so that it's not kind of causing problems. And you and our kids, you are all free to reset that trajectory. You yeah. don't owe me anything. You, you, those kids don't owe Brett and I anything. Mm-hmm. They are gods. They were, we had the privilege of raising them, but they get to go in and say, okay, we don't want to be that strident. We don't want to be that know-it-all. Whatever it is, yeah. they have our blessing to go and work that through. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Ferris, thank you so much for coming on and sharing thank your you, perspective. Chris. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to having you next week as well. All right. I look forward to it. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.